This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You are listening to The City Vent, proudly sponsored by the Westview Motor Company, supplying your new and used cars. Find us at westviewmotorcompany.co.uk Evening all. So we thought we'd do a little bit of a space this evening. Um, to be fair, it's been a pretty exciting week, really. Um, I, I thought the victory on Saturday, we were going to do space, but I had to get back to Hull. Um, not that I lived there, but I was there for the weekend. Uh, so, kind of want to talk about Andy. I'm going to bring you in, and Deck, I'm going to bring you in as well, mate. Uh, Andy. Hello, hello. Hello, mate. How are we? I'm not too bad. I'm just plodding along. How are we? Plodding along. Deck, how are we, mate? Deck's not even answering. Typical deck. Andy. Hello. Tell us a little bit about what you thought about Saturday. Let's talk. Well, I mean, it was a good win, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Um, 3-0. Cook is doing unbelievable things. Um, I thought we were under cost for a lot of game, mind. Um, But we handled it really well. In fairness, in my in my opinion, um, obviously winning three nils great. There were, there's a, the only one downside were Halliday getting sent off, which I don't think he needed to make that tackle. But you live and learn. But there's not there's not much bad things to say. I mean, we're winning, and we're winning comfortably when we're not even out of second gear. If if you if you ask for my opinion, like I don't I don't think we've even looked like stepping out of second gear just yet. This team's got a lot more in it, and we're winning three nil, which is a comfortable score. It might not have felt comfortable during game, but it's a very comfortable scoreline, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. I think um, first half, maybe even the first ten minutes of the second half, I felt I felt that we were allowing them to play football that they wanted us to play. They were playing. You know, we started playing long ball, and then we started to realise actually we didn't need to do that. Deck. Deck, you were at the game. How yes. did it feel for you, mate? Oh, he's there. Finally, he's here. He's here. He's here. Sorry, I don't know what happened then. The usual teething problems. Um, yeah, I think, like Andy said, really, we didn't get really out of second gear. I think, my opinion, they looked better than us. 
but we just we just did what teams do to have done to us in the past all the time and just well obviously putting three past them was a uh, impressive but that's what we've that's what we've got to do and that's it's nice to see us doing that someone for a change. Well, I mean we've done it we have done it previous. I mean like you look at the I think it was the crew game, wasn't it, where we were two nil up at half time where we could have been three or four nil down. Um and actually, this team just looks like it's got a lot of goals in it. I, I, for the first time, I kind of genuinely feel that, I don't know, I just felt comfortable um, to say they were second in division, Stevenage. Um, I, just, I, felt, I felt reasonably confident. Even in the first half, I mean, like we did our usual where we started off quite strong and then we we struggled into the game a little bit for 20 minutes. They had a few chances. Harry... The God Lewis again saved a couple of chances. I mean, the, the save that he made in the first half was quality. But um, I, I, th- I think there's something about this team at the moment, right? Yeah, there's something about it. Um, I, th- I, th- I think we learned a lot about the team uh, on Saturday because Steve Evans came and he came to play Steve Evans football, which is it it up, big strong players. They're all tall. Their, their team compared to ours were massive in height and weight. So so it showed that our, t- our lads can stand up to that, if that makes sense, I think. Yeah, I think, I think so. And, I mean, obviously, the man himself, Cook, again, doesn't look like he, he can miss a chance. He um, obviously fell over in his celebration. Can't knock him for that. It's the first time he's actually misplaced anything so far this season. Um, but he just looks to me like he's going from strength to strength, right, Deck? What do you think? Yes, I mean, his, his form this season has been unbelievable, hasn't it? He's, well, he's only 11 goals now in all competitions. Yeah. That's nearly... I think there was a stat, I think that's nearly... He's nearly matched his last couple of seasons already. Which is incredible to say. Obviously, the, the a lot of flack that he got at the end of the season last year, down to his weight issue. Well, he's just been unbelievable to come back. And I think playing under a manager like Mark Hughes has probably made a lot of the players realise. And like we, like you say, with the attacking now, it's it's we just look like we've got goals in every game. Well, he'll be relishing it, won't he? He'll be relishing yeah. working under Mark Hughes, the striker, getting all that attention from. A player like Matthews White, outstanding striker. He's got so much yeah. to learn from him, hasn't he? Yeah, yes, yeah. And he's thirty-one year old as well. There's, so he's, he's obviously he's got some time left, but he's coming towards the end of his career, and he's just he's on absolute fires from fire at the minute. Um, he's looking the fittest. He's looking fittest that he's been since he's joined City, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any like again. We've. I don't want to go over all ground because we've talked about all that before. Uh, but I think that we are seeing a different Andy Cook, a more confident Andy Cook. And to be honest with you, just everything about him. He, you know, his his aerial ability is second to none. The goal that he scored. I mean, did he did he misplace it? I'm not too sure. I think he was just so confident in his own ability um, with with the goal. And I think we had, you know, there was a fair few players in that team that day that really shone. Obviously, Tyreek for me, Tyreek was absolutely quality. 
really, really impressed with him. I think that he's... Uh, he, I just hope we can keep hold of him, boys. What do you think? Um, for me, yeah. He's, he's, he's got a bit of pace about him, which I think is, is a different player to, like, Dion, isn't it? Like, Dion's a very... A very so like tick attacker do a skill, but he's, he's he's got that, but he's got pace as well, hasn't he? And do you know what? I, th- I think Palace might the might they might recall him if if the if they um, might want him to play in a higher division after after January. It's an interesting one, you say, um, and hopefully let's let you know we we hope that that doesn't happen. And uh, Chris, you were the first. Chris T. I'm gonna have to say Chris T. Because there's always loads of Chris's about. Chris um, Banks, for instance. Do you think that there is a potential that he might go to a bigger club? Or um, sorry, I say bigger club, a higher, <laughs> higher ranked club. Let's not get pelters already. Are we talking about Banks or uh, right? Banks, yeah, Banks. Um, no, I think it, I, I think they'll. Uh... He'll stay with us, I think. Um, I thought he did okay on Saturday. I don't think he was outstanding. I thought Wright was very good. For me, the uh, player of the match for City was uh, Matty Platt. I thought he was outstanding. Um, Yeah, it's interesting you mention that, Chris, because not a lot of people mention Platt. I, I think because his workload probably a lot of the times goes unnoticed. And I think it's important that you mention that, Chris. So, what what was it about on Saturday that you thought gave him the man of the match? He just he just won everything. The um, I can see they were in, they're in second place, or they were before they played us, um, because of the style of play, the bombard teams, um, and he just he just stood up to absolutely everything. Um, I think at the minute, I think he's your number one centre back and. Uh, Critchlow and Odessina, um, it's one of them two next to him, unless we play three. Um, but yeah, I think he's been he's been fantastic. I mean, you look at the last three games, um, he's been absolutely rock solid. We've got nine points out of those three games. Last couple of seasons, we'd have maybe got one or two points. Yeah. Um, it's been great. Defensively, yeah. he's looked so solid. Um, yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, I completely agree, Chris. Um, and I, th- I, th- I think that is something that we, you know, when when I'm thinking about it, I'm not thinking that Platt's coming out of the team. I'm thinking it's either between Critchlow and Odessina. Um Farrell, I'm going to bring you on, mate. Has your flag arrived yet? Yeah, it came um, this afternoon. I've got it hung up on my wall. Good man. I hope you enjoy it. So, what were your thoughts on on Saturday? Um. Yeah, played very well. And I would have been happy with a point from that game, say that was second, but then we kept a clean sheet and then we scored three as well. Yeah, do you know what? The, I think the clean sheet was really important on Saturday. I was, I, I, I genuinely thought that that was... I, I thought they probably potentially had the chance to, you know, that, that they could have scored a couple of goals. Um, and to see a clean sheet as well, a 3-0 win, do you, do you think that, the fact that they were second and we beat them 3-0, do you think that that maybe shows a, a, um, shows to other clubs in this league that we're not to be messed about with? 
Oh yeah, I think that it it won't be so long before every game that we play, we're gonna be smashing at least four goals past every team. Oh, Farrell, I like your talk, mate. And um, what did you? So after the game, did you? I, I tell you what, one thing that I noticed when I was walking back to the car, there was a lot of people. There were a lot of chants. There were a lot of singing. Did you notice any of that as well? It just seemed a bit of a happy atmosphere. Yeah, everyone was clapping and all. Of course, Matt Hughes obviously goes up to the fans. But I swear, every game, Matt Hughes does a bit of skill and everyone loves it. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? He did it again. He did it again. He's at, I, I swear that every time he's at Valley Parade, he just loves to show off. Um, and, and once again, just showing his ability. I tell you what, he was. So you won't, you won't have, you might not have seen much footage of him, Farrell, but Mark Hughes as a football player was incredible. Oh, what a footballer he was! Um, and, and I tell you what, we're very lucky to have him as manager. I personally think, and and I think this team is now starting to look look competitive. So Farrell, I'm going to ask you, um, what do you think the score is going to be against Wimbledon on Saturday? Four nil. You going four nil? Who scores? Andy Cook twice. Tyreek. Tyreek. <coughs> Richie Smold. I think Tyreek's missing because I think he's in the Ireland squad. This oh the under twenty one, so he's missing. So who's the other scorer going to be? Ooh, Chapman. Chapman, nice one. Yeah, and- Farrell. Fingers crossed, pal. Let's hope that that happens and. Uh, We'll see what goes on. D, I'm going to get you on, mate, a regular. Um, tell us your thoughts. What, what do you want to speak about, mate? I think I think just to touch on what Chris T said a moment ago about, about Platt, I think I had my reservations signing him from Barrow and, and he's come in and he's, you know, taking a little bit of time to find his feet. And I think he's I think he's the best centre-half we've got, to be honest with you. I was all over Critchlow um, at the beginning and I've kind of cooled on him a little bit. But what I wanted to say is that, you know, for the first time in a long time, we've got a spine. Everyone talks about a spine of a team. You know, you, we've got Lewis in the goal. We've got, obviously, Platt in midfield, Smallwood, which who is head and shoulders, in my opinion, above anybody I've seen in League Two. And we've got and we've got Cook, and I want to put Cook in that at the beginning of the season. So I think we're all learning. And I think, you know, the spine's important, but I think also as well, we've had a track change since Angle's not been playing. Yeah, that, that's, that's a fair point. I think that's a fair point. And I feel a bit sorry for Angle because... He is a forward. He is a forward, and he's obviously he was put on the left wing. Was that his best position? I don't personally think so. Um, what would you think to that, day? Yeah, I, I I agree. I feel a bit sorry for him, but ever since he pulled up last season, I don't. I said this before on the on on this particular channel that I don't think he's been the same player. He he, he looks like eighty percent of the person he was before he had that injury. Um, so I do feel a bit sorry for him, but then you can't. I'd rather have Cookie bagging eleven and, and feeling sorry for Angle than Cookie scoring none and, and, and Angle in the squad. To be absolutely blunt. Yeah, Andy, I'm going to bring you in, mate. What do you think to that? I, I agree hundred percent with everything that's been said about it. Um, I think the thing with Angle is 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 had that much of an injury torn career, aren't it? Where He's constantly looking after his hammies. I think he's just got to that point now where he's too scared to give it hundred percent, and I think that that were on show um, in early parts of the season when he were getting when he were getting his uh, starts. 
And to be honest, right now, it doesn't stand a chance of getting a look in. I, I can't see where he gets in involved at all right now because Cook is in the form of his life. If he keeps going the way he's going, he's on for 30-plus this season. Only 30? I'll tell you what, I'm expecting plus, more. Plus, Don't forget the plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Deck, what do you think on that one? Yeah, I've got to, got to agree on that. I think... I don't know. I liked Angola last season, but this season I've not been too impressed. And I think that with the depth we've got now in attacking, I think I think he'll struggle to get back in unless he has a, a very good game. Um, I also I look at the sort of the, with Cook being in um, Vidane. He likes to use Vidane when we've got that little bit of a buffer. Bring him on, get some elbows in defenders, and take it into the corner. So I think. I think with I think Angola's going to struggle to get back in, which is a shame. But it just shows the quality we've got now. Yeah, indeed. To last season, indeed. Farrell, you got your hand up, mate. You're back in school. Tell me, what were you gonna What were you gonna say, mate? Um. Also, um, have you seen um League Two team at week? I have, mate. I tell you what. Not only that, I've seen the EFL team of the week and. Mark Hughes got manager of the week, which very impressed with. But we had, I think it was four players in the in the AFL team of the uh, the uh, sorry the League Two team of the week. So I, I think that obviously shows how how what what people thought of the performance and you know putting again. I tell you what, one thing putting that hoodoo to rest against Steve Evans. I mean, <laughs> it's just nice to get a victory over him finally. Uh, at Valley Parade and make him look. Um, I won't swear. I won't swear yet. I will do in a bit, but um, I wait till nine o'clock when the uh, <laughs> the watershed's on. Made him look a bit silly. We did indeed. Stan, you've come on, mate. What do you want to speak about? I uh, um, yeah, just just a couple of things that I think I'd like to go back to earlier conversations about Matty Platt and I think he's been absolutely immense all season. I I, I don't I mean I understand obviously I, my, my mate went to Hartlepool sorry not Hartlepool um, Barrow and said he was probably at fault for all three goals but I think I, th- I think he's been a rock uh, and even like, like at, at Park Avenue when we, when we saw, obviously we all saw the first you know the, the the squad for the first time. He was at left centre half, and the thing I noticed was he is comfortable on the ball. Critchlow look almost makes everyone look like they're in a rush because he's that kind of uh, like says he's, he's kind of Rolls Royce. But Platt has stood up against some really good League Two forwards, and you know he's not he, he's won about ninety ninety five percent of of the balls he's needed to win. Um, I'm so impressed with him. I think another shout out should go to uh, uh, Harry Chapman actually as well because I think he does a lot of work and he's playing predominantly a sort of like a number ten role. He at Tranmere he was everywhere on the pitch. He was um, linking up really well with uh, Andy Cook, with um, with Gilead and, and Small. But there was a, there was a, an incident in the first half when the ball came in, really dangerous cross. Um, Lewis punched it. I don't think the, ref, the the whistle had blown, but who was in the corner digging it out? It was Harry Chapman, 
and uh, I think his his work rate is under underrated actually as well. So, um, so that that's that's they're the two kind of players that have been for me like really consistently well. But but the bar has been set so high, hasn't it? You know what I mean? Like for everyone, maybe yeah. you know, there's the odd player that maybe has dipped slightly, but you know, really, who's who's been? Would you say has been poor? Angle, well, Angle is... hasn't been as... Sorry, sorry yeah, Chris. No, Angle no, no, hasn't... carry on, mate. Carry Angle on. hasn't been as good. Or shall we say, like we like we said before, he's probably just, you know, kind of playing sort of with his hamstrings in mind and played out on the left. But, you know, and Vidane, I think in about 10, 15 games' time, he'll come in, the, the, the you know, the pitches will get worse and, and he'll come into his own there. But, yeah, so go ahead, Chris, sorry. No, no, you're fine. I was, I was going to... Chapman's, but I, I, I want to go back to Chapman, to be honest with you. Chris T, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure that when you came on, when we talked on Tuesday, I'm, I might be wrong here, that you said you thought Chapman played well, or you yeah. thought, yeah, that's correct, right? That's right, yeah. I think, um, and I noticed especially on Saturday, the, uh, the defensive work he's been doing, some of the 50-50 challenges he went in for and won, uh, I just didn't think he'd be that sort of player. I thought he'd be, uh, he wouldn't fancy a challenge, but he was everywhere on Saturday. Um, and just on Stan's point about um, about Matty Platt, I went to that Barrow game and I think, I don't know if it was because it was his old club and he was going back there. I think it just seemed, it just seemed out of sorts. I don't know if he was nervous. I mean, it was only his second City game, wasn't it? Um, but since then, I think he's been absolutely brilliant. But yeah, Chapman, I really like Chapman. So he's playing out of position. I think he's uh, he's doing really well. Yeah, I, and I want to mention something about Matty Platt as well. Because um, he's, he's he's only 24 years old. And in the league, up until he well, obviously signed for us, I mean, he's played 11 games for us. He'd only had something like 50 games, if, if less than that, in the league. So he came from Blackburn. Went, you know, he was around the non-league quite a bit. Went, went around. So I think that for for him, he's kind of establishing himself now as a league player, in, and he's he's starting to be able to show what he's capable of. Um, Deck, I'll ask you about that. What I mean, like you know, we, meant, we mentioned, you know, we're talking about Platt. Um, I think that that's quite phenomenal for a player that's. Not had that many league chances, really, even though he's 24 years old. Yeah, I mean, on, on Saturday, I'd sort of echo what everyone said. I I turned around to a couple of lads who I sit with and said, Platt has been outstanding. He just looks solid. Um, so I've been really impressed with him. Because I think when we brought him in, it was one of them. I didn't know much about him. I thought, God, we've got a player from Barrow. <laughs> the first thing that hit me, came to mind, and I thought, right... Well, let's see how he is. And obviously, he's been, like I said, he's been absolutely solid. I've been, yeah, really impressed with him. Yeah, he's he's been good. Farrell, you got your hand up again, mate. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to um, have to head off soon. But I've got one last question. So, would you, if you, if you had to make one decision, would you sign Scott Banks? Or sign Dio Pereira or extend Harry Lewis's contract? Oh, 
tell you what, that is a crack. I'm going to ask everyone this question as well. <laughs> oh, uh, for me, I think it'd be Harry Lewis. I think it would be Harry Lewis. But it's a difficult one, Farrell. It's a really difficult one. Andy, I'm going to ask you, mate, and I'm going to come across everyone. What do you guys think? I don't have a clue. That's that, that's harsh, is that, isn't it? Um, do you know what? I, I, I don't know. I don't think I'd sign no, Dion. No, there, there is no don't know. You've got a, someone's <laughs> got a gun to your head. Who are you going for? I'd probably take Banks, you know. Right, okay. Deck. Harry Lewis, without a doubt. We've not had a keeper that good for I don't know how long. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I that's no quite... question for me. I mean, that is a very good question as well. Yeah, Chris T, I'll ask you, mate. Lewis, I think the only way we uh, we keep Lewis is consecutive promotions. I think he's far too good for League Two. Um, I love his attitude and the way that he seems to be about the club, and he's he's had his, he's been given his chance here. And I think there will be a bit of loyalty, but they're going to be circling for him, bigger clubs, because he's, he's just been outstanding. I don't think there's a, a weak part to his game, really, from what I've seen. I know it's only that we're only nine games in, but um, he seems to have a lot. Good with his feet, good shot stopper, uh, distribution's great. You know, um, I don't think there's much that he can't do. No, there ain't. And... I, like I say, I, I I talked to one of my mates who was a Southampton season ticket holder, and he said, "Yeah, I don't really know much about him at all." And obviously, that's that's probably worked in our favour. D, I'm going to ask you what Farrell's question is. So, um, what would you do? I think it's a great question, but I've got to go with Lewis. I think you know you, you talk about keepers we've had, you know, and I want to talk about likability versus capability. You know, Richard O'Donnell, loving pieces. But I think Lewis coming in has shown us what a real keeper is. And I'm not being disrespectful to Richard O'Donnell there at all, because I love the guy. I think he's a great guy. But in terms of what Lewis has brought to the party, I, I think he's leagues ahead. I, I agree with Chris's point. If we don't go up this season, I don't know about back-to-back, maybe League One, but um, I think if we don't go up this season, we're going to have we're gonna have problems keeping him, for, for certain. Yeah, Stan. Yeah, I would just like to um, echo uh, the previous uh, the previous comments of uh, Chapeau to Young Farrell for a fantastic question there. Um, I, I think for me it's got to be Lewis because, um, like you say, is is a you know the the backbone of the team, head and shoulders. I mean, he's not just a League One keeper. He's, he's you know, end of the day he was with Southampton, so he's got potential to be a Premier League keeper. So I would I would put absolute millions of pounds in his bank account and say play with us for for a long time. <laughs> well, hopefully, because Farrell, before you have to go, mate, I'm going to put the question back to you. What would you go for? If I am completely honest, I would go for Dion Pereira. Okay, and why would you go for Dion? I just like his style of play. He's got skill, he's got dribble, he's got shot. He's just got everything that a winger or a striker or whatever needs. Yeah, no, listen, and this is what football's all about. It's all about opinions and, uh, no, I appreciate, you know, that that was a quality question. I had to think about that one. Um, That was a good one, Farrell. Listen, mate, I'm glad you got your flag. Uh, I'm glad it's on your wall and uh, just, 
yeah, appreciate you coming onto these um onto these spaces as well. D, you've got your hand up, mate. Yeah, I'm gonna have to dive off as well. But just a quick question. I've got I've got tickets for Mansfield away and obviously it was cancelled. Is, is is there anybody got any news as to what's going on? Is it just gonna be rearranged or I've just I it's yeah, I, I imagine it'll just be rearranged, mate. Um I don't think they'll have thought of any I don't think there's been any any dates given out yet, unless somebody could tell me differently. I don't think there's been anything come out yet as to what that'll be. I imagine it. Well, it's it's going to be like a Tuesday night. There's there's no doubt about it. It's going to be a Tuesday night at some point. Yeah, yeah, no worries. And I'm I'm in I'm in for an up for the game this week. I'm getting in the train station about half twelve. You you in the boozer, Chris? At any point? I'm not this week, mate. I'm really not. This is the one game. Do you know what? I went to a family do this weekend. Um, and I was in Hull on the Friday, drove back to Bradford, then went back to Hull, and then and then went back to Bradford again. So, uh, but this week I'm not. But otherwise, uh, it would have been good to meet you, mate. But um, yeah, next time. Next time. I tell you what, I, I'm gutted because I tell you what, I actually, in fact, it's a good point to talk about Wimbledon game. To be honest with you, there's been they're, they're having a, a few issues at Wimbledon at the moment. I know they won in the Pizza Cup last night. Um, can't remember who they beat. I think it was Walsall they beat last night. Um, so three two, I think it was. Finally, Hudding scored a goal. Um, the ten foot tall striker. But there's been a lot of issues with the club at the moment. They're not all very very pleased with what's going on. Um, I, th- I think so, then strikers out as well this this Saturday. I read today. Yeah. Well, there you go. So. It's um, there's a bit of dis- you know there's a bit of turmoil going on at the club. It, I mean, usually the frustrating thing is that usually when that is the case, or certainly in the previous seasons, that's been a victory for that team. So, Andy, um, I'll ask you about that one. Do you think that the voodoo? In fact, actually, I'm going to ask you this one. Do you think the voodoo's changed? Do you think that the voodoo is is gone? You know where. There'd be a team that have, haven't won for twenty games and the Cup Valley Parade and the win. Do you think we're starting to turn the turn? Well, turn, turn the co- turn corner, maybe. Yeah, um, like, but it's it's hard to in it to change the habit of a lifetime. <laughs> let's be fair, but no, Wimbledon. The 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 from what I've seen, they've lost the last five league games on bounce and. We're in a rich vein of form where we're getting wins and we haven't been playing either as best or getting out of second gear or whatever. We've come up against what were a totally different challenge than we're geared for um, on Saturday against uh, Stevenage. I, I, ca- I can only see us winning. I mean, as home form, Valley Perez bouncing again and... The feels it feels like it's becoming that fortress from um, what year was it when we when we went unbeaten? Can't remember um, the year, but yeah, it was a McCall year, wasn't it? Wasn't it? The, yeah, the... and it, it it just feels like at home, especially that it's going to take something really special to beat us at home right now, and I don't think Wimbledon have got that at the minute, especially with all their injury worries as well. Chris T, you've got your hand up, mate. Yeah, the Udo's already been broken, mate. Um, I don't know if you noticed that Colchester have just sat their gaffer um, or relieved him of his duties. Um, and they've only won one game this season out of nine and it was against us. So <laughs> yeah, that's Udo, a good point. 
That's it. The Udo's gone. We've beaten Steve Evans first time. Uh, we're going to batter Wimbledon. Matty Platt might need to get some wear some bigger shorts on Saturday because that Udlin is going to take a lot of take up a lot of room in his pockets. He's massive, isn't he? But um, I don't know if you've noticed they're really struggling for strikers. I think they've sent two out on loan. They've got a lad in from Brentford who apparently who's been uh, doing quite well, and uh, he got injured at the weekend. So I think they're really short. I don't think they've got a striker for Saturday. So yeah, it's um, going to be it's going to be interesting. Uh, Deck, I'll bring you in, mate. Um, it's. I didn't get that. Could oh, you try again? That's sorry. That's my. That's uh, typical my iPhone, iWatch even. Um, so Deck, I'll bring you in, mate. So thoughts on the hoodoo? Yeah, I think it. Like I said earlier, I think he's going. I think where he's going in our favour for a change, which is nice. Um, it's nice to see that we're finally getting that bit of luck as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Farrell, I'll bring you in, mate. What do you want to say? Yeah, I think I'm going to uh, go off. But uh, will you be podcasting after Wimbledon game? Hopefully so, mate. Hopefully so. We'll probably put a space on. I'll probably make Andy do it. Um, he's been he's been bottling it so far, so I'll, you know I'll make sure. If 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 not if not, mate, I tell you what we have got coming up though, uh, which will be Monday. Uh, we have got in fact this is a bit of an exclusive actually. So as soon as you've asked, and I'll I'll give you it. So Louis Reynolds, who does the commentary for Bradford this season, and also Jack, who is in the uh, well, I'm going to say in the office. He's a summariser, in, isn't it? Sort of in the, yeah, in the studio. Those two are coming on next week, so we are going to talk all Bradford City. That podcast will be coming out on Monday, so uh, we will be talking about the City game then. So that's a bit of an exclusive for you, pal. All right, cheers. All right, all right you take care, pal. You too. Do you, know, do you know what? I have, I've, I have got one concern about Saturday. The man in middles, Mr. Drysdale. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't do very well under him. Yeah, that we, concerns me. Yeah, do you know what? I don't. I, yeah, I, I, I absolutely hate him. I absolutely hate him. I, oh, he shouldn't be refing professional football. That's end, end, end the story. He shouldn't be refing in professional football, but it, it concerns me. Yeah, he does. Stan, you've got your hand up. Um, before you say what you're going to want, want to say, I'm going to ask you about Drysdale and then you can come on to your point. Uh, what can I say? I mean, obviously, we don't have a good record under him. I, I think, I, I think, yeah, yeah. Players have just got to get on with it, haven't they? I mean, because he's probably w- one of the worst of the bunch, but you know, I think probably the one thing that sort of surprised uh, Sparky when he first came in last season was the standard of refereeing. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I, I say we beat we 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 kind of knocking down the hoodoos, so we'll knock down the Drysdale hoodoo. But also as well, do you know when we get flipped at the start when we lose a toss, and the others playing in front of the cop in the first half? Yeah, they did that and. Um, we, you know, we we got on with it. So that's another hoodoo broken. Yeah, I yeah, tell you what, how many times? Well, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so that's right. So we've done that twice, and so uh, it's three times this season so far. Yeah. Three times we've been flipped, and we've not lost from any of them. Do you know? Which I is was... amazing because in years gone by, 
that's it's game over before kickoffs even gone at that point. Yes, and and I think I, I was joking with me mate, like um, coming back from Tranmere and talking about the, uh, the the Stevenage game, and we were like saying, I'm sure Steve Evans, you know, can sort of like is one of these guys that can hold himself in a fight. I mean, obviously we were talking about managers fighting each other, but Sparky is hard as granite, and and he can turn around to Evans and say like, yeah. But I've managed at international level and I've managed in Premier League, and that's what you don't have. And I think, joking aside, he's bringing that mentality to the club, where the players are like, you know, it doesn't matter who ref who the ref is, if the turn is round or if there's a um, a record that we normally in the past have kind of like succumbed to, i.e., a team not loot not winning for a million years and then they beat us. And I, I also am reasonably confident we'll beat Harrogate this season as well. Have you managed to get a ticket stamp? I haven't, no, I haven't. Um, every time they put out um, the ticket sales, I'm like 30 points below the threshold in me uh, loyalty points, so um, very frustrating. But no, I haven't. I Because um, I, I work in Harrogate one day a week, and I went over there and I thought, do you know what, I'm going to see if I could get a ticket in the homestand. Uh, you have to, for anyone who's thinking, oh, I could get a ticket in the homestand, you have to pay 100 quid. And it's for six tickets, unless you registered before September. Um, you have to pay 100 quid for six tickets. So it's like a flexi card. Mm. So anyone who's thinking that they can just turn, you like, just get a ticket anytime, you can't. So not saying that I was going to do that, of course, but um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, but that, yeah, that, that's just not going to happen. So, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones. So, um, but uh, D, um, I'll come on to you, mate. Um, so, what about Harrogate and stuff like that? Yeah. Harrogate sort of has, has obviously been a bit of a voodoo side for us over the last couple of seasons, but they're having a, a little bit of a wobble as well, aren't they, in terms of form? So, I think I think somebody said it earlier about Sparky and, and about, you know, the level and the presence and what he brings, not just to the... To, you know, to VP bouncing, but also just kind of to the players that mentality. Um, I think I think we can look at everybody differently this season, to be honest. And you know, you look at Colchester and you look at Barrow when we conceded. I mean, Barrow was was a nightmare because we equalised, but you know, both goals. I think don't quote me, but ninety three and ninety seven minutes or 95, 97 minutes. You know, they they're just blips in my opinion. And I agree with somebody said earlier about uh, Platt looked a bit a bit ropey because he was against his old side second game in or something. So I don't think we can take any voodoos this season because, you know, we come back to it. We've got, we've got that spine and nucleus of a squad and then you've got Banks hanging off it, Chapman hanging off it, you know, Pereira hanging off it. I honestly think it's different this season. I might, I might, I might be looking at this a bit blind and a bit too optimistic, but I, I genuinely do. I agree. Because I think as well with these voodoos, none of these players know anything about any of that. Sparky, knows nothing about any of that but I don't think he'd care anyway I think he's just a, a winner um, I don't think it's going to affect him I think, I agree Chris and I think, I think something else as well that's, when somebody told me on here I think something like I might have number wrong but something like 8 of the 14 signings at the time or it might have been 8 of the 13 as we were going through the signings had, has, have tasted promotion and I think, yeah. I think, I think that is a, is, a, is, a, is a revelation in itself because we've got winners yeah, I agree. And and plus, with Sparky as well, with obviously he's managed top level, he's bringing an era of uh, professionalism, isn't it, to, to club that 
probably we wouldn't have seen under managers that are used to being down at this level as well. So top to bottom, everything looks like it's going in the right direction. And yeah, these hoodoos, they look like they are all falling and I hope to Christ to carry on. Um, but to be fair, the only way is up. There's, there's literally no reason right now for any of us to be having a downer. Matty Platt's been a revelation over the last few weeks. I haven't, I haven't mentioned it, so I'll go back to him. And he's just, he, he wins everything. It doesn't matter how big their centre-forwards are. He, he just seems to be getting every header. It's, it's just incredible. I think this mentality boys. that we've got as well, this mentality, these, I mean, like I, said, I think I said it earlier, we've got nine points from these last three games. I think previous seasons we might have got one or two. Would we? How would we have done against Stevenage last season? How would Tranmere away? Well, we saw what happened at Tranmere away last season. Um, I think we've just got it's a totally different mentality. Um, I've got, I've got, we haven't I've been got, playing well yet. We haven't started playing well. What are we going to do when we start playing well? I agree. I agree, and I just want to keep my feet on the ground because I mean, here's everyone's. I'd love to get everyone's thought. I mean, Stevenage were a big side. I agree with that. That's been said earlier, but they've got obviously Reeves who were at Notts County when he left us and, and kind of left there and went to Stevenage. And I I think he played, I went to Stevenage away when we won 1-0 last season and they didn't they didn't look great, to be honest with you. Um, so how good are they? Have they changed a lot of their squad this season, do we know? Yeah, I think um, they're signing about 14 players. I don't think they were five signings-wise, yeah. Right. I, I think rather than quality, like I think Stevenage are overachieving their league yeah. position for what, the, what, what quality of player they've got. But... Like, like I, I said it last week as well, um, that it, at the end of the day, they're there because the form were breeding confidence, wasn't it? And confidence is what's going to win your games. So regardless, you could, you could have a crap squad, but if you get on a little bit of a winning streak, you, you could do like a Stevenage. So I, d- I don't think they'll be there and thereabouts come end of the season. I think they are overachieving. But right now, they were in good vein of form, so I'd take that as a cracking win. Yeah, you look at... Bar- I, I agree, Andy. You look at Barrow as well. I mean, I don't know where they'll be at the end of the season, but they're right up there, aren't they? Exactly. Exactly. Like Again, they're probably overachieving to the standard of players that they've got. But if their managers are installing that belief and making them and giving them good form, then all power to them. But yeah. don't yeah. when people say, "Oh, they're a small club," that we should be beating them anyway. At the end of the day, if they're in form, then you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna. It's gonna be a game, and it is. A, it were a big game on Saturday, and we had no right to beat them as comfortably as we did. No, I'm not I, sure I, if it's a coincidence, but them three teams we've just talked about, their managers, Pete Wilde, Steve Evans, and. Um, Who's a follower at Leighton Orient? Richie Wellens. All three of them were linked with City before you's got the job, weren't they? Yeah. 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 And they're yeah. all doing well, which which I think is a positive thing. Um, that we were looking at managers who were potentially going to be successful. I know it's early days, but um, we turned out with a master stroke we've got used, by, uh, even if it was by accident. Um, but yeah, it just, I just thought it were, it were interesting that them three were, were right up there. I definitely prefer Yuse's style of football compared to Evans's, though. Absolutely. <laughs> Chris, if I can just respond to you about Matt Hughes and that bit of luck, I, I agree. But also, I think that because 
we wouldn't have attracted Hughes if we, if it was anyone else because obviously you know all right okay Peterborough and that whatever turned him down but look at the size of the club so for somebody like that he he's, he he can see the potential of the club but yeah. also going back to one of the points that uh, somebody make or, or, or a couple of people made about the recruitment and and eight of the lads had uh, already achieved promotions. But also as well, I think what's interesting, and I think what's, again, feathering um, Stephen Gent's cap, is that his knowledge of players, because it's not like they're all come down from the championship. Aside from Jamie Walker, you know, and um, Harry Chapman's played at a high level. But we say we've picked the best players almost from each side in amongst us. Yeah. 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 And that is an absolute testament to uh, to Stephen Gent's network. I think just going. Yeah, oh, I sorry, Chris. Sorry, I think that's. A, I think that's a really good point as well, and it's something that you look at. And, and the players that we brought in, we brought in leaders. I personally think, and and also potentially like you know you look at your Chapmans and uh, players like that. Who, uh, I mean, even Smallwood, to be honest with you, who were released, who were still players that were you know that they still had a lot of potential. And a I think lot of might be regretting that, Chris. Now, yeah, the way Hopefully they're going. So. But yeah, because they've they've, they've been terrible. To be honest with you, um, I think that they're talking about getting rid of Shotter already. Shotter, have a lad say. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, but this is the thing, isn't it? You the, the players that we brought in. I mean, you've got to look at them. I don't think there's anyone that I can genuinely say in this team that I think uh, the effort's not there. Or certainly the signings that we've made this summer. I don't think there's anyone there that I go, yeah, I'm not too sure about your uh, ability or uh, how how much effort you're making. We talked about Chapman at the beginning of the season and said, do we think that he's making enough effort? I think in the last two or three games, we've seen how much it means to him to, to play for this club. But also, you know, the, the dedication and the effort that's going into his performances. Yeah, I think that's a fair. I think I think that's a fair point. I, t- I tell you, quite, I think I said to you, Chris. I went to because we were working down there, Cardiff and Luton the other yeah. week, and obviously Pereira was signed. I think the next day, I think it was a Tuesday night game, and he signed on, on the Wednesday. Just a, just a question: how how many players in the current squad? Given Chris's point earlier about you know back to back promotion promises and that sort of stuff, if we did get back to back promotion, how many players would you say in the current squad? Bear in mind, Pereira never got a look in the Luton squad. How many players do you think would be it'd be good for us on a back-to-back promotion process? It's a good question. I think if you're talking, for instance, I think Timmy Timmy would be. I think Platt would be. I think Harry Lewis. It goes without saying. I think he's yeah. probably championship quality. Smallwood. Um, and another player that we haven't mentioned tonight again, who I actually thought had a really good game on Saturday week. So player that we're not talking much about, well, certainly tonight, is Gilead. I think yeah. Gilead in that position, he, he chased back very well, got 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 involved a lot. Um, I think there's quite a lot of that team could potentially do something, if I'm honest. Mm. How about yourself, Dee? What I, do you think? I, I think Lewis, without a doubt, you know, the quality in that league is, is unbelievable. I mean, I think... It's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know the answer. Lewis, I would say, is a is 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 a banker, um, and maybe banks and 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 I think Smallwood in a couple of seasons at thirty three, I think he'll be then might be might be just past it a little bit. 
yeah. from a championship perspective. So um, it's an interesting one. But just on Gilead, I think there's a really good point you make about him. I think since he's been playing him in the middle, for me, he looks a different player. Yeah, he does. I agree. Yeah. I don't I'd think... have him. I, I, he was flaky for me when he was on the wing. I just, he, he frustrated me and gave the ball away. And he, he, I remember him when he signed, he says, oh, I'm, I'm a lad who likes to beat players. I'm thinking, fuck me, I've never seen you actually take a player on. Um, and, and blister him for pace in truth. But in that middle position, I, you know, he gives us real selection problems with other players that we've got in there. And, and, I, and I think I'd have him in my first 11, if I'm honest. I think he has to be. I think he has to be, Dave. I, I, th- I, th- I think we missed him when he was when he was injured. Um, I think when he's come back, I, I actually look to see where he is. I, if, I, if I'm honest with you, other than Cook, I think he's probably the first player that I look at. Not saying that he's necessarily the best player in that first 11, but he's certainly the player that I look for and think, right, Smallwood and Gilead, they're going to control midfield. Uh, Stan, what do you think on that one? Yeah, I, I, I mean, hundred percent. I've mean, well, where we sit, we've we've been like fans of Gilead from day one, and I think a lot of the um, a lot of the time last season, obviously playing in a position, but also probably to a certain degree the shape of the team or the well Adams ball, if you like. And um, I, I think I think sometimes we expect players to be like dazzling all the time, especially like forward wide players like you know sort of like they expect to be sort of like bedazzled by him at every single move but he does a lot of the subtle things um and and i remember the games when he was um playing for uh, uh scunny against us and he did come into the middle and he was almost playing like a, a sort of a chapman-esque sort of number 10 sort of role and um i, I think back in the last season when when um, hughes put him there Absolutely, hundred percent. He was just like it seems to be because of his engine and and he's he's a better. I think he's producing what we thought he was capable of, and and definitely he he's um, up there um, as like yeah, definite assert on the on the team sheet pretty much week in week out. I'm going to spin this a little bit. Do you think that with Gilead, do you think it's the the change of manager that that's helped him? Bob, do we think that when obviously we brought him in, he was a winger, um, he wasn't the player, he was probably the player that we had on loan, if I'm being fair, after a couple of successful seasons at Scunthorpe. Do you think that the managers made a big difference and seen something in him? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, um, yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously, Hughes can spot a player and and sort of. and he has an idea of how he's going to play, and it, it, you don't have to be a genius to know that if somebody's, you know, sort of like for want of a better phrase, blowing smoke up your ass, you're going to sort of um, you're going to be on cloud nine, aren't you? And you're going to sort of like get that confidence. And um, I, I think it, I think it's like Hughes has just allowed him to be who he is as a player, and and that's kind of really coming through, probably more noticeably than under Derek. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Smallwood needs a lot of praise when it comes to Gilly as well. To be fair, because he's taken him under his wing in centre there, and they've created such a bond to be able to to, to control that midfield at all times. I, I I think Smallwood deserves a bit of praise as well as obviously Hughes has put in there, but it's it's Smallwood's basically walked him through it and 
helped him adapt to this new position and what 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 to do best. So I, I think he deserves a lot of credit. Moving on a bit slightly to Smallwood, what's everyone's thoughts on his set pieces? Well, I, I mean, this is the thing. So the corner for Cook was the good, obviously. Uh, however, I, th- I, I think I counted three or four dangerous free kicks that we had on Saturday, and they were all absolutely dreadful. I think his corners have improved massively. Uh, like you say, his free kicks haven't been great, and I'd like to see uh, Banks on free kicks because from the highlight video before he signed, uh, he's a bit of a specialist. But, yeah, right, I mean, Chris. I mean, he has, had, he has had a couple of decent ones, small ones. He's had a couple that he's pinged off the post, you know. Um, but I think his corners, I think he's got his range now. Yeah, first, I agree. First few games, he was hitting them too far. They were going past the far post. Um, but I think now he's got his range and the spot on. Um, they're either near post or the sort of penalty spot, and uh, the strikers are loving it. Yeah, absolutely, and that, and I think that you know, obviously, Cook is getting on the end of that deck. I'm going to come bring you in, mate. What What's your thoughts on Smallwood's uh, set pieces? Yeah, I think similar. It's it's worked out in the last two games, and it tried me a Cook got on the end of it, I think, and then obviously the weekend did it again. So I just I don't know. I just think I think they can be better. <laughs> Without, with, I don't want to say they're awful because they're not. But they just, I just see there needs to be a little bit of improvement. It's like, I'm getting quite frustrated with them on the Stevenage game on the weekend. I was just thinking he just needs to, he just it seems as though he just needs to swing a few in in training. Yeah, um, I, I agree, Deck. And I think that, like I say, I mean, I, I think there was, there was definitely three dangerous free kicks where you thought, okay, we got, you know, potentially to score a goal. And they all went out of play. Um, yeah. And and that was incredibly disappointing. And Banks, uh, Christy, you mentioned obviously about Banks's uh, free kicks. I've seen some of the videos, and I think it's time for him to come. Just you know, Smallwood's obviously taking all the set pieces. I think you just need to leave him with free kicks, right, Andy? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think what he needs to do is is I've got no issue with him having a go. Have a go. If it's sailing straight over crossbar and it's in a dangerous position, the next one, pass it on and just alternate. Uh, just just to give give them an idea of what they're thinking about. Because if he if he misses that first one and it goes sailing over bar, that's going to be on his mind for the next one. And he's going to put himself under more and more pressure. Don't get me wrong, I reckon that he's got a lot of resilience towards that because he's had such a long career. Give someone else a shot. Give it. Give him a chance. Like Banks has been sort of like sold to us on this highlights video as a, as a specialist at set pieces. I want to see what he can do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Complete. I mean, Banks on the corners as well. Yeah. He, 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 they look good. Just on just on that, guys, because I don't know the answer to the question. I'm assuming because of free kicks and corners that Smallwood's our penalty taker. Not with Cook on the field. I'm purposely being controversial, but I, um, it'd be interesting, I, wouldn't it? I, th- I think what you're alluding to is that is that um, Smallwood's such a big personality that it's almost like pulling rank, pulling rank, and he's and he's Put kind of because he was almost like 
when he was coming in and when he was talking in his pre-season interviews, it's almost like he, he's saying, I'm, I want to go to Bradford because I'm, I'm going to be captain, and, and which is great. You know, if it, if it kind of like, if he pulls the team in the direction that he needs to go, then that's great, do you know what I mean? But you just hope that if form dips, that it, it doesn't become an issue. But I, I genuinely don't know who the penalty taker is, to be honest. I hope we find out soon, but... <laughs> Yeah, one of them. We stayed at Cookie's shirt last week. We've got to get a penalty at some point, haven't we? Yeah. You hope so, wouldn't you? On Saturday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what's the issue then? We refs not giving Cookie no at all. Like, he gets pulled around so much. And, and it happened with Big Jim Hansen as well, didn't it? Yeah. Where he just, they, they, got, they get no, I don't understand it. I can't fathom why refs are always giving free kicks against strikers. I thought it was meant to be benefit of the doubt. I know that's mainly off sides, but benefit of the doubt to like strikers. It just my, bewilders me. It winds me up. My thought is on, on it, Andy, to be honest with you, is that I think a uh, physicality is a big part of Cookie's game, isn't it? And I think, yeah, I think referees see it as a bit of, you, you, you know, uh, what's the saying? Half a dozen of one, and I can't remember the saying now, but you know what I mean, in that it's a bit of give and take, basically, and, and they see that physicality. But, you know, he gets a ropey off deal, in my opinion, all the time. He does, mate. And there's, there's him up against two big centre-backs. Nine all times of that. Ten, he's up yeah. against two massive units. And they get protected, and I just can't get my head around it. Yeah. I agree. I, I I agree with that. It's uh, it, I mean, and and fair in fair play. What, what the way he throws himself about, I, I won't do it. Um, and and it, but it's working in it. And imagine if he starts getting some decisions for him. You know, Jesus, he's gonna he's gonna be on fifteen goals. Never mind eleven. Would you say that we've not mentioned it? Mentioned it. Sorry, 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 uh, uh, Chris. Would you say it needs to be a bit more canny, a bit more sort of street street smart sort of thing? Oh. With- yeah, I, I I agree with that, but I think you know, being perfectly honest, and these are professional footballers, have got no right to say this. You know, for what he lacks in a bit of pace, I think he makes up in spirit. Yeah, and 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 and, and I think just the way he looks, you know, because he never stops, does he? He never bloody stops, and particularly that he's lost a bit of timber this year because he's a lot fitter than he was last year, in my opinion. Um, I, th- I think he ju- he's just he just runs and runs and runs, and and I, and I think it's just the way his demeanour is. It just goes against him. I don't know. I don't know, chaps. I think, I, I mean, he bullies. He bullies defenders, and he definitely does. Um, I, I think we'll see it play out. I, I, I really do. I mean, I, I, again, he scored eleven goals so far this season. When we're talking about why is he not getting penalties, um, I don't think that that is a massive issue. I think that Cookie knows what he's doing half the time. If I'm honest, um, but. I think eventually we will get those penalties and we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, Cookie's going to hit a spot where he's not scored for a couple... Or not scored for 70 minutes. And that's going to be where it's going to be a stress, isn't it? So, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. It, it's whether he can turn it back on when he when he has that lull. Because um, he is getting to a point now, isn't he, where he's... he's Scored as much as what he scored in previous seasons throughout the whole season, so there is there is going to be games where he doesn't score out, and he'll go for maybe two or three games without scoring. Will he? Will he? Because Hughes Hughes will end up dropping him from that and giving another striker an opportunity. 
uh, is whether he's got the mental resilience to come back. I think I think you make a really good point, Andy, that you know we're going to run out of steam with Cookie at some point, just by the very nature of football. And I'm hoping that either Walker or or, or, or Oliver turns up. Um, and I think somebody said earlier about the pitches getting a bit degraded over winter and, and him being, it, that might be the turning point of him being a kind of scrapper in League Two, if you like. But but I think we've that's a bit of a concern for Mike because he's gone so so hot form. You know, when that when that goes, where do the other goals come from? And I think we've got them because I really do think we've got them. We've never had as, as good a side in my, in my living memory as we've got now. So um, I don't know. It's, um, I, I think we've got to be prepared for Cookie's form to dip, haven't we? Absolutely, and that and that's the thing. And I think at the moment, you know, we 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 we, do, we are playing well. I think we've got a, a good win. I do think we'll beat Wimbledon on Saturday. I'm gut, gutted that I won't be there, um, boys I, and ladies. Of course, um, I am going to end it here. But what I'm going to mention first, like I said, mentioned earlier on to Farrell, is that uh, on Monday. We have got the podcast with Lou Reynolds, who is the commentator for Bradford, and also Jack, who is in the studio. It's going to be interesting to talk about City. It's going to be fully City all the way through. Uh, hopefully, you guys can see that or listen to it, obviously. Um, and also, if you haven't listened to the Cesspod interview, make sure you do, just for the fact of the story about Neil Warnock and his feet. Mm. Because Cesspod was brilliant, by the way. I just want to say, Alice, oh, I remember that. watching Cesspod, mate, when I was a kid, which yeah. probably shows my age, but um, he was brilliant for City. And uh, I thought he spoke really well. It was brilliant. Good listening. Do you know what? He's a 70 year old man as well. And uh, it was because, my, funnily enough, my mum knows Cess quite well. So uh, it knows the family really well. So um, that's the reason why that pod was able to be done. So if you haven't listened to it yet, please make sure you do. Um, honestly, it was a privilege to, to talk to him. Um, and also, look out for the little uh, Easter egg in that in that uh, episode as well. If you watch it on YouTube, you will notice somebody's shirt is in the top corner. Um, let me know, because nobody's mentioned it yet. I'm surprised that. But anyway, guys, appreciate you all. Thanks, everyone. Andy, Deck, Chris T, D. Stan, um, and obviously Farrell as well. Thanks for getting involved, guys. And up the city and up the effing chickens. Andy, you've, you've got yourself off. Go on, what are you going to say? Oh, I won't go to sell. I will end it on that one, chap. I read my lost point off. Take good... care, guys. All the best. See you later, lads. Cheers, fellas. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered 
by fans.